Hi, this is meteorologist Steve Pelletieri, and I am the weatherman. Thanks for listening to our first podcast, and we're going to be talking about the 2019-2020 winter season here in the Northeast. First, a little bit of background about me. I'm uh, from Hillside, New Jersey, northern New Jersey, Union County. Uh, What I do right now is basically I am a meteorologist. I have my own private weather consulting firm called Ion Weather Research, LLC. It's a family business. I have my two sons and my wife involved. Uh, we've got uh, students from uh, the Mars County Votech who are helping out and just about anybody else that we can uh, sort of corral to make sure that we get need done or what needs to be done. Um, I am a certified consultant meteorologist, and that means I am board certified by the American Meteorological Society. Uh, as a certified consulting meteorologist and also a broadcast meteorologist. I've been doing radio since about 1975. Uh, Local stations, not major stations, not big TV, just local stations in New Jersey and New York and Pennsylvania. And uh, again, like I mentioned, I have uh, two boys, uh, both of which are helping us out. And uh, I, most importantly, I'm very very interested in aviation. In my early uh, days of Ion Weather, which used to be called the American Atmospheric and Meteorological Association, ATMOS or something like that. <laughs> that was what we were uh, working under in the 1970s and 1980s until we changed over to Ion Weather. Uh, we had a lot of aviation clients. We used to do aviation weather briefings. Now you can get most of that on the internet, so that is not needed. But what I'd like to talk about today is the past 2019-2020 winter season. i got to tell you something. It's been kind of wacky. It's the month of May. Uh, Today is May 11th, 2020. Today is May 11th, 2020, and uh, we just had hail. Uh, This past weekend, we had snow during the overnight Friday, Saturday. That was the uh, 8th, 9th of May. And we had snow at around 2 a.m. The snow was reported in New York City. Probably happened just about everywhere across central and northern uh, New Jersey and New York and New England. We also had snow showers and snow squalls on Saturday, the 9th of May. Now, that hasn't happened uh, very often. We're going to use New York City records. New York City has weather records that goes all the way back into the 1800s. First records from New York City, 1868-1869. And what I'm doing is I'm basically looking at the monthly and annual snowfall for Central Park, New York City. They have been taking observations there forever. The National Weather Service used to be at Rockefeller Center. Uh, they have since moved out to Upton, New York, which is out in Suffolk County at the Brookhaven Labs. It's a federal facility. Good idea. They're out there. It's a quiet area, but they do handle the weather situation for New York City, Nassau, Suffolk County, uh, Rockland, Westchester, and also Orange County and sections of Putnam County, along with northeastern New Jersey, Bergen, Union, Essex, and also Passaic County area. We're Clifton all the way up to the higher elevations of New Milford. So they handle that. Uh, the rest of New Jersey is handled by the National Weather Service at Mount Holly, which is called the Philadelphia National Weather Service. But that's another story for another day. In the meantime, just want to tell you that the New York City data is very, very good. It goes all the way back to the winter of 1868 and 1869. So we're taking a look at all that weather data. And uh, again, I just told you that we had measurable snowfall in the month of May. Uh, today, we're having a tough time figuring out whether or not it was sleet 
or if it was hail that occurred as a strong cold front is going through and we have another frost warning for the evening hours of the 11th 12th and we'll have it for the 12th 13th by the end of this week temperatures will be in the 80s and of course this is during the whole covid uh, 19 pandemic that we're dealing with where everybody's keeping distance wearing masks staying in uh we don't have any baseball we just heard that baseball starting off on july 4th that's going to be good but we've got all that time to work up to it hopefully it will not snow in the month of june but if it does we're going to talk about that quite a bit as well but just going back to the weather records for central park and again as i mentioned we had snow during the month of may reported in central park this past saturday along with a, a lot of places in north jersey and there are only two other times that that actually happened and it didn't happen in the 1800s and it didn't happen in the early uh, 20th century either it actually happened in 19 the winter of 1945-1946 there was a trace of snow on 1945-1946 and that was a winter that was a fairly average type of winter that we had 31.4 inches in new york city now you know when i mentioned that how much snowfall that we have in new york city you have to imagine if you if you're in new jersey it's going to be more if you're out on the island it's going to be a little bit less if you're along the jersey shore we're all the way down into Maryland or Delmarva, of course, a lot less there. But this is basically centered for the Philadelphia, New York, Boston area, New York City in the center. So we'll talk about that. And uh, again, that one time that we had it, uh, snowfall in May was in the winter, I suppose the winter of 1945-46, where we had that trace in the month of May. Of course, uh, that was at the end of the World War II VE Day. And also VJ Day that occurred in August of 1945. 45, 46, that was the following winter after the end of uh, the Second World War. The, the second time that we had uh, some snowfall that occurred in the month of May in New York City. And again, I, I mentioned I'm using New York City because it's a warmer area. And if it snows in New York, it's probably snowed pretty much anywhere else. And that was a trace that occurred in the winters of 1976-1977. And that was quite telling now that year we had about 24.5 inches of snow in new york city which is pretty close to the normal it really not a tremendous amount but uh the interesting thing is the following year the following year we had some uh, pretty wild weather in the winter of 1977-78 uh, where we had pretty much the high for that decade 50.7 inches of snow in new york city and that, of course, because of some tremendous storms that occurred on January, February, and a few storms, lighter storms in the month of March. But 20-inch storms or 20-inch totals for the whole month of January in 1977 and about 23 inches in February of 1978. Excuse me, that 20-inch that figure. 20.3 inches of snow in January 1978, 23 inches in February of 1978 so the 77 78 season after we had that snow in may was uh, a maximum for that decade the low for the decade the 1970s in new york city 2.8 inches of snow now i mention that because it's pretty appropriate to what's happening right now the winter of 2019 2020 in new york city a very very low amount 4.8 inches of snowfall 
uh, here in New Jersey, Northwest Jersey, you had a little bit more, of course. As I mentioned, you're going to have more as you go into the higher elevations. You go away from the city, you're going to have less along the shore, so on and so forth. I'm not even sure that the Jersey Shore really even got any super measurable snowfall, but it was really a very dry year. And we're going to talk about what the predictions were, too. But interestingly enough, we had a, a, a situation this year, uh, this season, 2019, 2020, uh, where we had low amounts of snow, and it was the second lowest as compared to what happened in 1972 and 1973. So we can go all the way back into the late 1800s. We had 8.1 inches of snow in 1877, 1878. Look at that. There's like a 100-year or 10-year differences in the amount of snowfall or, or the amount of maximum and minimums. And I've actually pointed out the highs and the lows for each decade in the... Uh, in the 1870s to the 1880s in New York City, 60.3, 8.1. That's the high and the low for a whole season. Hard to believe that you can have something like that. I mean, one year at 60 inches, uh, then another year, maybe a few years down the line, only 8 inches. Uh, if you go into 1880, 1890, it wasn't as much of a difference. 44 for a high, 16 inches for a low. Uh, in the 1890s to 1900, that's the interesting year. Two years in a row, high and a low. 1898-1899-55 almost 56 inches of snow in New York City 1898-1899 in the uh, the century year 1899 in uh, 1900 13.4 and then the year after that 1900 1901 9.1 so there's two seasons in a row where we had some low amounts coming off a very high amount that we had in 1898 so that's pretty significant uh in that first 10 years of the 20th century 53.2 inches of snow in the 1906-1907 period. I mean, similar situations like that as you go through the, the, the 11s to the 20s, 20s to the 30s. Uh, during the war years, uh, 40 to 45, the high was 63.8 inches. That had occurred in 47, 48, mainly because of a big storm that occurred in December of 1947. In that one, 30 inches of snow right there. You take that out of the, the picture and you have basically an average amount. But you, you can also look, you know, in the 1950s, uh, not a lot of snowfall in the 1950s. Hey, maybe it had something to do with all those uh, nuclear testing that they were doing back then. Uh, the uh, low for the whole of 1950 to 1958, 59 was 11.5, and the high was in 1959-1960 of 39.2. So you can see not really a lot of snowfall in the 1950s. Uh, 1960s, a high of 54.7. This, of course, is one I remember when I was a boy. Of course, the snow seemed like it was up to my waist, but then again, I was only like, what, two and a half, three feet tall. So you have one big storm, an 18-inch snowstorm. Of course, it's highly significant. Two years later, in the winter of 62, 63, in New York City, 16 inches of snow. Uh, and the all-time low, I should mention, you know, I said 4.8 early. Actually, the all-time low for New York City was actually in the 1970s. 1972, 1973, 2.8 inches of snow in New York City. You get to 1978, 79, which we just talked about, excuse me, 77, 78, which we talked about earlier, 50.7. Uh, the next year was fairly high, about 30 inches, which is pretty close to normal. And uh, similar situations happened as we go into the 80s, although not as much, not as much great. You see a lot of snowfall in the 1990s, 75 inches of snow in the winter of 95, 96 in New York City. And uh, 53 inches in 93, 94, then a low amount. Then uh, we had our lowest, 5.5, was 97, 98. So you can see, even though it didn't snow this year, it didn't snow a lot in New York City or even in the Northeast, 
basically it could change it can change in a dime and of course we've had very warm conditions november december january february and even march and then all of a sudden april colder than normal by four degrees had snow during the month of may of april about three or four times and here in the month of may we've had measurable snowfall cold conditions we have a frost advisory for tonight and a frost advisory for um tuesday night wednesday as well then warm weather as we head into the middle of the week so with weather just about anything can happen so just trying to say that there's a trend you don't really see it you just see a trend within 11 or 10 year cycles which is pretty much a solar cycle somewhere around 11 years from what we call solar maximum to solar minimum so quite a bit of information there as far as that's concerned so if we go to the 2010s to the 2020s basically where we are right now uh, we start the new decade in 21 61.9 inches of snow in 2010 2011 winter in new york city the low 4.8 2019 2020 but it just keeps going on traces in march traces in april traces in may so what's to come what are we going to see again well the interesting thing that you can talk about is when you have a minimum as far as snowfall especially when you have less than say 10 inches of snowfall does the next year do the same thing no it doesn't when we take a look all the way back to the and we're looking back in the eight, you know first of the 1800s we go all the way back to 1877 78 when we had 8.1 inches the next year 35.7 go to another line when we had less than 10 inches of snow 1900 to 1901 9.1 inches of snow the next year 30 inches of snow so that didn't hold true let's say for example 3.8 inches of snow in 1918 1919 the next year 47.6 which incidentally wasn't a maximum for that period of time but the next year complete opposite let's go to uh, another time 5.3 inches of snow 1931 1932 the next year 27 inches the year after that 52 inches of snow so you can see two years in a row it really got cranked up there when we had less than 10 inches i have not seen in these new york figures two years in a row of sub 10 inches of snow the only thing we do see is in the 1980s and i'll get to that in a moment but if you take a look back to uh 1972 1973 remember the 1970s and a lot of crazy things happened 2.8 inches of snow in 72 73 the next year about 10 times as much 23.5 inches of snow which is pretty close to the normal for new york city continuing to stay pretty much average for the next several years until reaching a maximum of that 77 78 storm that i told you about or the season that i told you about it's when you go to uh, 1988 1989 we had 8.1 inches of snow in the 88 89 the next year was only 13.4 so it was more but it wasn't significantly more similar situation in what we call 97 98 we had 5.5 inches of snow the next year 12.7 hey it's double so you can say the next year is going to be double but is it going to be single doesn't look like it into the 2000s 2001 2002 3.5 inches of snow new york city in the 2001 2002 winter season the next year 49 inches 49 inches one year difference one year practically nothing the next year bangs right up there um in 11 12 7.4 next year 26.1 7 14 21 uh, you know maybe two and a half close to three inches uh, 20 excuse me uh two and a half to three times as much snowfall during that period of time and in 1920 of course we had the 4.8 so what do we project for next year got to be more is it going to be 4.8 if you look back in the last 150 years 170 years we don't see it uh, could it be a light amount yes 
Is it going to be more than 4.8? The probability is extremely high. But keep in mind that a lot of times when we've seen these very low amounts, the next year we've seen a, a lot higher amounts. What brings us to the whole story or the whole subject of climate change? Interestingly enough, you know, when everything started to close down because of the pandemic in March, uh, a lot of cars off the roads in the Northeast here, uh, you can see tremendous amount of, of just clear roadways. It seems like it's a, a holiday morning at 9 a.m. every day on the highways. It, it may start to change over the next several days, but long story short, people aren't out. They're not using their cars. People aren't buying gasoline. Gasoline prices are dropping. All this all figures and the amount of pollution in the atmosphere associated with emissions from cars and from trucks and from just doing everyday business that we used to do for a longer period of time also air travel air travel is down tremendously there's a, a company that you can look online it's called flight aware and they have uh, the last four years of air travel and it goes up during the summer goes down in the winter so on and so forth just normal this year, of course, when we hit the pandemic, it all dropped out, completely dropped out. You hardly see any airplanes in the sky at this point. If you do, you're seeing FedEx, Amazon, you're seeing UPS, U.S. Postal Service, and a little bit of Delta, a little bit of United. Not much more of that. Nobody's going back and forth to the different continents, so you're not seeing those bigger airplanes. So there's less pollutants in the atmosphere, and you're seeing that. Does that have something to do with the cooling that we have been experiencing in a month of april and in a month of may it's really something that we should be looking into it's something that's an interesting subject so keeping that in mind uh, again we've gone over the the statistics that we've had for all of new york city since the 1868 1869 winter right up to the present what did we know and when did we know it a lot of folks like to point to the Old Farmer's Almanac. So I have the Old Farmer's Almanac, which is the 2020 Almanac. And it has a weather forecast. Uh, and this is, of course, the Old Farmer's Almanac for 2020. And it has on it the uh, weather forecast, uh, some graphics, so to speak, for uh, page 96, if you look at the latest issue. And on page 96, it says the winter of 2019-2020. Now, we're going to basically just deal with the Northeast because we're just talking about New York City, Philadelphia, and maybe a little of the Boston area, but they hardly had any snow also up there. So either way, uh, what the forecast was for our winter was wet and wild. Wet and wild. I'm not sure what that means. They also said wintry. Wintry for the western Pennsylvania, uh, West Virginia, Ohio region. I took a look at some of the information, you know, how I have this New York City that goes from 1868, 1869, all the way to the present. Looked at it for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had low amounts too. So it wasn't wet and it, it wasn't wintry out there either. It was basically below normal snowfall. Below normal snowfall all across the mid-Atlantic and northeastern states for this past winter. But what the Almanac says, I'm going to have to read this to you because everybody loves the Almanac. They, they always get it right. Yeah. The Almanac cost me $7.99. So for $7.99, you think you're going to get an accurate weather prediction for a whole winter? I mean, really, honestly, stop and think about it. Eight bucks. Oh, here comes an accurate forecast for the whole winter. Well, basically, the winter forecast on these guys, you know, I love it because there's great information in here. I love the Almanac. But, you know, they say that, you know, they sort of like mark their progress, mark their accuracy. 
I don't know. I don't have time to do that. But for the winter, it says temperatures will be below normal from the heartland, because this deals with the whole country, the heartland westward to the Pacific and in the desert southwest. Don't know if that's true. Maybe another day. Uh, Pacific southward and in Hawaii, but above normal elsewhere. Precipitation will be below normal to in Florida and the Gulf Coast area, Texas, Oklahoma, and the upper Midwest, and western desert southwest. It also says that Central California are going to have a lower amounts of precipitation. Snowfall will be above normal from the southern Appalachians, northward through western Pennsylvania. That did not happen. Remember I said Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh had below normal, well below normal precipitation, as did much of West Virginia, as did much of Ohio. That's my note. Uh, going back to uh, this here, it says... Uh, uh, most of Ohio and the heartland from northern Michigan westward to Puget Sound and the intermediate re mountain regions and, and Alaska, they'll have below normal conditions. I don't know if that's true, but that's what they said. For, for the springtime, it says it will be warmer than normal in Alaska and the eastern two-thirds of the lower 48. So spring started on March 21st. Since that time, we've been below normal. Below normal in late March, below normal in April, below normal in May so far, except for a few warm days. The, the, the month probably will be one or two degrees below normal. But uh, for the uh, our area, it is going to be below. But they didn't know there's going to be a pandemic and not any pollution in the atmosphere. So <laughs> maybe we have to give them a pass on that. But basically, for $7.99, you can get yourself an accurate picture of the weather coming up in the season. In my mind, I don't think so. But I got something else for you. The National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration, we call them NOAA, did issue a winter outlook for 2019-2020 season. And uh, their highlight of the whole deal was saying above average temps, average precipitation. And for the Northeast, which we're concerned with, there was a big old fat A right over New Jersey, Eastern PA, New York State, and much of New England, which means that temperatures are going to be above normal. What was it in December, January, February, and early March? Well above normal temperatures. Even November was well above normal temperatures. As far as precipitation was concerned, they forecasted uh, basically near normal or equal chance of normal amounts of precipitation. It looks like, I think, our rainfall amounts or snowfall uh, actually not snowfall but rainfall amounts were pretty close to normal because it was so warm and uh, when they take a look at uh, three-month outlook of temperature probability uh, they also had us in the above normal category uh, they did say that there might have been an equal chance for uh, normal amounts of snowfall for so for new york city the normal amount of snowfall in any given time if you take a look at the averages here comes out to be about 25 27 inches of snow it was well below that so they didn't get that right however keep in mind that they did forecast above normal temperatures and this pretty much was the trend that was happening in 2019 uh, as we head into the winter of 2020 the temperature trends were well above normal and that basically still panned out so national weather service did a pretty good idea they pretty good uh, forecast for the upcoming season above normal temperatures equal chance or normal precipitation really may not have hit the snow i mean who's going to forecast 4.8 inches of snow i've been waiting for it forever i've been saying one of these years is going to be really really low and the last few years we had uh, mostly low amounts of snowfall and then when we got to march we had some extra storms and that kept the amount for the whole season up but this year didn't happen in march didn't happen in January, February. I mean, it happened a little bit in December and early January, but after that, it, the whole winter time laid down. 
and uh, we had very low amounts of snowfall. So that's uh, pretty much the reason for that. Other thing that we can take a look at, you know, some of these private services also put out forecasts. What I'd really like to do is go back and see what uh, the uh, private weather company, AccuWeather, put out. AccuWeather is basically, they, I don't know why, but they really don't like the National Weather Service. They feel like the, the weather forecasting should be let to the private sector and the weather service should just gather information and maybe do modeling data, which we'll get to in another podcast. But I don't necessarily believe that. Uh, the National Weather Service does a great job. You know, these are professionals, and they work shift work, and they work 365, 24 hours a day, 365. They keep this thing going, and, and there's tons of work to do. We'll go into the normal day of the National Weather Service someday in a future podcast, but uh, I really believe that, that they do a tremendous job. There are other organizations all across the world uh, in Germany, in Europe, in Britain, in Korea, in Japan – all doing weather modeling, weather forecasting, some great information from them. Not sure what they forecasted for the Northeast. Uh, there was uh, some talk about the El Nino being very strong in El Nino. Winters have one type of characteristics. Uh, North Atlantic oscillations have other types of characteristics. All this different uh, type of information that you can tr try to put together and come up with what the winter is going to be like. But suffice to say, you're always going to have in a decade, a max and a min. And a lot of times those mins are less than 10 inches of snowfall for a season. That's what we had in 2019-2020. Next year, probably going to have a high probability of it being more. Probably better than 12 to 15 inches. But then again, I've seen some situations in the past where it completely switches around. And maybe because there's not going to be that many airplanes in the sky cars on the roads that many people out doing things maybe the, there'll be less pollution and uh, with less pollution uh, you're going to have less rainfall less cloud cover less condensation nuclei and you can have a colder than normal trend and the possibility of snow is even greater i don't know but that's something that we'll be talking about in future podcasts in the meantime i am meteorologist steve pelletieri and i am the weatherman Thank you for tuning in to this episode on this past winter of 2019-2020. See you next time.